You're listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And on earth, nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads because your redemption is at hand. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life. And that that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I said at the beginning of Mass, Advent brings with it for us here in our cluster uh, an Advent homily series. The title of the series is Enter the Adventure. Get it, Advent? <laughs> adventure? Enter the Adventure. The Adventure. God's calling you and me, everybody, to a great adventure. Our faith is not boring, it's not sad, it's not tame, it's not lame. If you're actually following Jesus, it's pretty crazy. You know, Paul talks about his his adventure of, of following Jesus. He says this, as he's recalling, wasn't today's reading, but um, he's recalling what he's had to do because he followed Christ. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. 39 lashes. Five times. So five times 39, whatever. You do the math. How many times he was lashed? Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open ocean. I've been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. It's a lot of danger. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. It's Paul's adventure. So that's it's not boring. It's following Jesus. Now, y'all probably aren't being called to like go on mission and foreign and like have a shipwreck and yada yada. But all of us are called to an adventure. And so we're going to do the next four weeks starting this week. We're going to talk about four different aspects of what makes up an adventure and relate it to the faith. Today, an adventure, a true adventure is uncomfortable. True adventures are uncomfortable. There's not much comfort when you're on an adventure. They're fun, but they're uncomfortable. We're going to use, I'm going to use an example that goes throughout all the homilies. uh, The Lord of the Rings. Raise your hand if you've seen or watched or read The Lord of the Rings. Man, 
Y'all need to get out. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that some of y'all just didn't raise your hand, even though you do. Do you know what Lord of the Rings is? Okay. A little more. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's about, um, oh man, now I have to explain the whole Lord of the Rings. This is my analogy. Okay. So Lord of the Rings is about a land. It's a fictional land. And there's one ring that basically the owner of the ring has all this power and it's too much power for any individual person. So a, a spirit, basically God asks Frodo who's a hobbit, a little creature. They're comfortable creatures. They're like their, their little houses. They eat two breakfasts a day. He asked Frodo to take it to the Mount Doom on top of this volcano and throw it in, in this place called Mordor, throw it down into the volcano. And he has to battle orcs. He has to battle like spiders and all this stuff. And Frodo, the whole movie and the whole book, the whole story is about a great adventure. And it starts with showing us the Shire, which is where the hobbits live, where Frodo lives. And the Shire is filled with comfortable things. Everyone's got food. They have parties all the time. They eat two breakfasts and two lunches. and two, I mean, they just, they're a little chunky, you know. They go to sleep on time. They wake up late. They love their food and drink. They're comfortable. And Gandalf represents like God's messenger in the analogy asks Frodo to leave all that behind because he's got a mission he's got an adventure Frodo's going to have to sleep outside he's going to have to eat gross biscuits even though he's used to good food that he likes he's uncomfortable because true adventure is uncomfortable if you've ever been on an adventure You know that. If you haven't, go. Go on an adventure. Choosing to be uncomfortable is good because it wakes us up. Make sure we're sober and alert, right? I I think sometimes we can get drunk with comfort. Not drunk on alcohol or drugs or anything else. Drunk on comfort. We just feel okay. We're we're going through the motions. And so we just go in and out of our days, in and out of our Sundays. And and we're so comfortable that we don't, we we fall asleep spiritually. So sometimes we need to, or physically, right? We need to choose to be uncomfortable. People ask me why I do races through mud and freezing weather and climb ridiculous mountains. Why not just chill and be comfortable, right? Why are you doing that, Father Brad? Because I like to do that. If ever I see, like, a, if I have the time, a cold body of water, I'll just jump right in. I jumped in, the, in my parents' pool this past Thursday, even though it was kind of cold, whenever the Saints recovered the fumble at the end of the game. I was very depressed after that. <laughs> I was just wet, sad. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to jump in freezing water. Why to wake yourself up? Because if if you don't, if you choose comfort every time, you will not be ready. You'll be lazy. You'll be drowsy, as scripture says. Choose to do things that make you uncomfortable so that when the life places before you an opportunity, you can handle it. And you won't run from it. Because adventure is scary. 
But so is the end of the world and the end of your life. That's scary. Jesus says this, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. And on earth, nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. This is the line. It should have hit you like a two by four across the face. People will die of fright. This is like Jesus talking about the end of the world. People will die of fright, not die of orcs. Not die of people, I don't know, martyring them. I mean, I'm sure that'll happen too, but he says people will die of fright. That's pretty intense, y'all. Are y'all ready? Are we just going through the motions? Are we awake? Because if not, you got to choose. That's why we got to choose to be uncomfortable right now. Okay, so here's some ways that we can be uncomfortable. Pray with your family. Maybe some of y'all do this. Maybe you do it in a certain way and, and you call to do more. More than just maybe uh, rope prayers. That's uncomfortable. It's okay. Be there. Choose it. Out, out in public. Maybe sh- uh, sharing your faith with someone at work. You know, you're Catholic here. Are you Catholic in the workplace? Do they know you're Catholic? Do, does it affect the way you live in the workplace? If not, then maybe you're too comfortable in the workplace. Or here's a good one. When you're out eating, like at a restaurant, choose to do the sign of the cross before you pray grace. Because that will help you be uncomfortable and choose to live your, your faith out in the world. And receive change as well. This is a way of choosing to be uncomfortable. Like when changes come, receive them graciously and don't complain. And changes can come in all shapes and sizes and forms, right? In our life, in our friendships, in um, our relationships, at church, right? If things change, you know, mass times, this or that, whatever, music changes. um, If you receive that well, then you'll be more likely to be able to receive change at the end of your life. I've seen people die. You have too. But I've seen them. And there's a big, big difference from someone who's practiced being uncomfortable their whole life. And at the end of their life, they're pretty peaceful. Because they're not used to comfort. Because they denied themselves comfort their whole life. And then I've seen people who at the end of their life are just sad. And angry and bitter. When they have to go to a nursing home or have to go to someone leave their house... Because they can't take care of themselves any longer. They lash out and they get angry and nobody likes them. Don't be that person. You know how you don't be that person? Choose uncomfortability now. For one day you will be uncomfortable. One day God will call you to strip everything. He's going to strip everything from you. He's going to take it all. Because he's got something better to give you. But you're going to be holding on if you don't choose it now. You're going to be holding on to all these things that are less good. And you won't receive from the Lord the greatest good. Choose to be uncomfortable now and the end will make all the difference.